All right, well, we are starting a new series today called If Then. All throughout Scripture, there are if statements, and any if statement is always followed by a then. If you do this, then God will do this. If you do this, then this is going to happen in your life. If you sow seed, then you are going to reap what you sowed. All throughout Scripture are if-then statements. But I want to start off with just a kind of an uh, inspirational quote from Henry Ford. If you think you can do a thing or you think you can't do a thing, you're right. How you think sets your course. Shoot, I had a I had a scripture. Um, for some reason that didn't update. Oh well, you know nothing ever goes as planned. Um, I believe it's Psalm. I, I don't remember which Psalm it is, but one somewhere in the Psalm, and I had it. As a man thinketh, so is he. As a man thinks, so is he. Goes right with this scripture. How you think a lot of times determines how you wind up. So I want to encourage you, find out what God thinks about you and start buying into that. As you face challenges, don't go into a challenge thinking you're not going to succeed because you're probably not. But as you think, so are you. So how's your thinking? Is your thinking kind of stinking? It's good to know. Okay, that needs to change. All right, so we're going to be going into if-then statements all through Scripture, through the Old Testament, through the New Testament. But I want you to know that Jesus gave many if-then statements, and we're going to look at most of those. But if you've kind of watched me preach, you kind of know I kind of like, I kind of, that's my word for the day, kind of. I like to start at the beginning. So we're going to go all the way back to our beginning to walk with Jesus. Now, you may be here today, and you're may, you may still be sitting on the fence about this whole Jesus thing. Great. That's okay. Today's message is for you. You may have been saved like I was at five years old and have been, uh, been around church your whole life. Um, and this message today about salvation is for you. But I just want you to listen and try to apply every single week throughout this if-then statement. I'm going to be giving you some type of action, some type of movement to do through the week. Leaving here with something to do that has a promise attached to it by God's Word. So you can choose to do it or you can choose not to do it. That's your choice. Just like receiving Christ as your Lord and Savior, it's your choice. You get to make the choice. But I want to give you a choice. Here's something that you can try. And I want you to know that God's promises are true, but He wants to prove it to you. So many times, I don't want to do something unless it's a proven thing. Has this been proven? Has this been tested? Does this really work? Does what they say on TV about this thing really work? And I want you to know that God's Word has been proven, but maybe it's not been proven to you. And give God a chance to prove Himself. Because He will prove Himself to be true. If you do this, God will do this. Now, I don't know if you caught it through worship but there was kind of a common thread throughout all the songs. And it seemed like God is saying, you're going through challenges. You're going through struggles. But I am with you. You know, my, I don't remember exactly how it said it. My problems are many. They're my, the, the, 
chaos surrounds me. But I will not fear the war. I will not fear the storm. My help is on the way. God is here. Church on the Hill, God is here. As we look at these if-then statements, we're going to be looking at blessing. We're going to be looking at giving, at faith, at love. You know, if you, if you want to see something powerful, go look at faith. When it talks about if you have faith, then what comes after that? And it is incredible. This is going to be incredible for you if you will grab hold and walk it out. Amen? Back to the beginning. Your beginning with Jesus, being saved, salvation. Now, again, if you're one of those that are sitting on the fence, maybe you're not, have you ever asked yourself, why get saved? Why should I be saved? Why? And even as a saved person since five years old, I've asked myself this question. Why should I get saved? Why should I follow Jesus? Why should I um, allow the Lord to be the Lord of my life, my Lord and Savior? And here's maybe some natural answers. My way doesn't work. Can anybody relate to that? I need help. Anybody here today need help? I can't handle life on my own. I can't handle my marriage on my own. I can't handle my kids on my own. I can't handle my bills on my own. And let me give you a big encouragement. I think we've got over 20 signed up for FPU. Let me tell you, if you will grab hold of that, your life is about to change. Your life is about to change, you guys that are going through it. Bless you. Hang in there. It's like starting a New Year's resolution. The starting part's the easy part. Finish. Just finish. Now make a decision to finish. You can. All right. It'll cost you something, but finish. Some other questions you ask about salvation. It's too much. It's too much pressure. And I don't know about you, but I need to be saved regularly. Anybody here have challenges every day? I need saving daily. It was not a one and done for me. It's a one in a billion times. God, I need you over and over and over. How do you handle crisis on your own? You weren't created to handle everything on your own. Let me just start with this. Let me just say, number one, God created you. You were created by God. There's nothing here on this earth that can do what God can do. God created you, and he did not create you to handle everything on your own. You were not created to hold the world on your shoulders. He created a kingdom. He created a world that was built to be, help, to be able to receive help. Help from one another, help from him, help from his spirit. But I want to ask you, as you've been trying to handle everything on your own, how's that been working for you? It doesn't work. So let's look at Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. Again, here we go with the if-then statements. Now, on this scripture, it doesn't say then, and I'm not adding to scripture, but many times when you use the word if, you can assume a then. You're going to see it here. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, then I will come in and eat with that person 
and they with me. It's so simple to get a fresh start, a do-over, to get help. It, God makes things simple for us. He does not give us instructions that we cannot follow. He doesn't give us instructions that we have to absolutely white-knuckle it to be able to get through it. He gives us instructions, and He also gives us the provision to be able to get through it. He says, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, who opens the door? We do. It is not some big five-ton safe door that God has to do a miracle to get your door to open. No, you open it. If you will just open the door, he'll come in. A fresh start, a do-over to get help. I want you to know that God has provided a way for you to have a fresh start today. I was saved at five, and believe me, I've needed a lot of fresh starts. And so many times we think, we go to bed one night thinking, man, this is the worst day of my life. I've really blown it. I have expended all of God's mercy for my life. There's none left. But his word says that there, he has new mercies every morning. Every morning there's new mercies for me. I did not empty God's safe of mercy yesterday. I feel like I did. But God says, no, come to me. I have new mercies for you. We can have another, we can have another fresh start. I need another fresh start. Anybody else? So, what do we do? We've got to hear God's voice and open the door. So how do we do that? Good question. Romans chapter 10, verse 9. Romans chapter 10 and, and verse 10. If you declare or confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. You're beginning. You're starting to follow Jesus. And I want you to know it's a gift. It's a free gift. But you know what? It's free kind of. It does cost you something. And it's easy. Kind of. It's kind of easy. It doesn't just get deposited into your account. You don't just wake up one morning and find, find this salvation in your life. It costs you something. What do we see that it costs you from Romans uh, 10 verse 9? It costs you a confession and it costs you your beliefs. Those are big. Those are big deals. Because confession does not come easy. In fact, it's hard. Have you ever tried to get someone to confess something that they didn't want to confess? Just a few weeks ago, on, we watched the Today Show, and on the Today Show they were talking about um, uh, tactics of get, gaining information from enemies. And had gone back to back in the uh, uh, first Gulf War and then Desert Storm and the ta tactics that they used to, to draw that information out of the prisoners of war and how they're very questionable how we attained that information. Um, but have you ever heard the expression, 
we beat the confession out of them? So many times we have to have our confession beat out of us. We've got to get to the very end of our rope before we give in. And do you know that God's kingdom is not, it's not set up to have to be that way. I do not have to hit rock bottom to make a turn and to get help. I can, and unfortunately, a lot of the times before I'll make a decision to change, I've got to hit that bottom. How many of you know the bottom you think you're at, there's probably another bottom to go to? Have you ever done that? Lord, I thought I hit rock bottom, but I didn't, and I've got a new bottom. Don't tweet that. Too late. Great. What is going on at Church on the Hill? Our youth were uh, at Sunday school this morning, and a few of the girls had on these uh, crowns, or what would you call them? Flower crowns. And I didn't mean to be this creepy old guy, but I snuck up behind Abby Miller and just smelled it. She's like, and I'm like, welcome to Church on the Hill, you know. You do not have to go to the bottom. Okay. Now let's move on. You don't have to go to the end of your rope. You don't have to go all the way into that pit. You don't have to get to a point to where you're a cornered animal that has no escape. Now, sometimes the Lord will lead you to that point to where you have no other option but Him. And praise God, He loves us enough to make sure that He gets through to us. But He does not require that. You can be rescued right now, right where you are. You may be on the mountaintop, you may be at the bottom. But the Lord can rescue you right where you are. Do you know that Jesus Christ died on a cross and the veil was torn so that we would have full access to his presence at all times? At all times. I can seek him and find him and find answers and receive help at all times if I will turn to him. I do not have to get to that end. It's so simple. A confession, a formal statement admitting one's guilty of a crime, an admission or acknowledgement that one has done something or one is ashamed or embarrassed about, or a formal admission of one's sins with repentance and the desire of absolution. Confessing your shortcomings, confessing your mistakes, confessing your need of help, but specifically confessing to God, asking Him to forgive you and to receive His Son as your Lord and Savior declaring that in order to receive salvation, you agree to follow Christ. Do you know that when you walked the aisle when you were a child or as an adult, maybe you didn't walk an aisle, maybe you prayed a prayer. Maybe you prayed a prayer last Sunday with Joe McGee to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you opened that door, but what you were declaring is, is that Jesus is Lord and I will follow him. The definition of a Christian is a Christ follower. It's not just praying a prayer. Are you a Christ follower? 
Unfortunately, we have to have this beat out of us so many times before we turn to God. But you don't have to reach that point. Confess now. A major step in breakthrough in addiction is confession. Out of your mouth saying, I have a problem and I need help. The next part after confession is this word, believe. Another biggie. We don't change our beliefs very easily. It is hard to change your belief. It's a rare thing to see someone change from being a Democrat to a Republican or vice versa. It's very rare and it's very hard for someone to change denominations. People have a hard time changing from Coke to Pepsi. People have a hard time changing from Dunkin' Donuts coffee to Starbucks coffee. What's funny is little things like that cause so much war in relationship. Have you ever heard the expression, is it a hill worth dying on? So many times in marriage, you need to ask yourself, is this argument we're having worth dying on? Because most of them aren't. Some of them are. Some of, some of them are things that really need to be sat down and really worked through. Other things, usually, you can just die to it before you get to the top of that mountain. Just give in. You'll really learn something there in marriage if you'll learn to, learn to die. <laughs> Somebody say amen. There's a lot of victory in death. <laughs> I don't know that that's ever been said, but that's a good one. <laughs> Okay, beliefs. If you say you're a Christian and you don't follow Christ, something's wrong. If you walk like a duck and you talk like a duck and you waddle like a duck, you're probably a duck. Matthew chapter 15 verse 8. I want to again say, if you come to church and act like, act like you're a follower of Christ for one hour of your week, but the rest of those hours through the week do not look like you're a follower of Christ, something's wrong. If you act like you're married when you're with your wife, but when you're not with your wife, you don't act like you're married, something's wrong. And vice versa, wives. Have you ever had someone act like they're your friend to your face, but they don't when they're away from you? Do you know that's what we do to God? We act like we're his friend for an hour of the day, but then the rest of the week we don't act like God's our friend at all. Well, that'll preach. Belief is in your heart. Matthew 15, verse 8. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. If you don't get anything else, get this today, church. Your actions follow your beliefs. Your actions follow your beliefs. Your belief will show through your mouth and through your actions, through your money. Do you support the statement that you claim to be a Christian? And hear me, church, this isn't to make you feel bad. I'm not trying to make you feel guilty, and I'm definitely not trying to get you mad at me. 
trying to get you to take, a, take account of your belief, of your heart. Do you know that I can figure out what you believe, not by hearing what you say, but by hanging out with you? Let me just be around you for a little while, and you be around me, because your actions will say what you believe. You may say one thing, but let me hang out with you, and let me be around you when your button gets pushed, because we'll see. And be around when my buttons get pushed. It's not pretty. That's how, that's how we take account of where really are, where are you, heart? Heart, my heart, not your spouse's heart, your heart. Take care of your heart. The enemy is trying to get you not to change. Make a change. Start following Christ. What's in your heart? Y'all heard the commercial, what's in your wallet? What's in your heart? It's a great way to see what your problems are. Luke chapter 6, verse 45. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. An evil person produces evil things from the treasury of a good heart. What you say flows from where your heart is, from what is in your heart. Now, we may talk for a little bit, but stick around long enough, and eventually the truth will come out of your mouth. Maybe not truth, the truth in your heart. Where really are you? Let's just hang around for a little bit. Your heart will rat you out. Can't help it. And you don't have to give any effort to it. It'll just show up. Let's go back to Romans chapter 10, verse 9. This is from the New Living. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Now listen to me. It is by believing. Everybody say believing. In your heart that you are made right with God. And it's by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. It's by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. Think about that just for a minute. We are made right with God in our belief. If I really truly believe, I will do. So if I do, according to God's word, if I do follow Christ, what happens? I start getting cleaned up. I start making right decisions. I start listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying and flowing in that. And it says that it is by my believing and by my actions showing that I believe that I am made right. Now, I still make mistakes. I'm still not perfect. But if I'm following Christ, I know what to do when I fall down. I'm going to fall down. Challenges are going to come. When they do, if I'm following Christ, I have answers. I respond with those answers. And I am made right by my belief. What's my belief? Jesus. I am made righteous with the righteousness of Christ. What's in your wallet? What's in your heart? Because it shows. It will show that I follow Christ or it will show that I don't. But then it is by openly declaring my faith that I am saved. Let me ask you something. Do you openly declare your faith? If the answer is no, then what do you need to assume? 
It's by openly declaring your faith that you are Church, this is the heart of Christianity. This is the heart of the church, is our belief in Christ and our declaring that belief. The gospel of Jesus Christ. If you openly declare. Now, a little story from yesterday. We went to a... uh, let me just give two little stories just for a second. I didn't give this one first service. Um, just about not knowing whether we get tomorrow. Uh, we were at a volleyball tournament, and we had a, a line judge, or not a line judge, a judge uh, the ref was refing the game. First game of the morning. We had to be there at 6.30 Chattanooga, uh, our time, 7.30 Chattanooga time. That was a glorious morning. Um, but first game, um, we didn't know it, but there was something stirring with this referee that we didn't, didn't realize. But the guy was up, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, volleyball referees, but they're up high in the air over the, over the net being able to judge the game. And he did a head plunge off his stand, hit the ground, didn't catch himself, just collapsed right in front of us. And had had, I believe he had had a heart attack. They did CPR on this guy right in front of these girls, um, just just um, an unbelievable scene. Um, so I just want to encourage you. This, this is heavy stuff that you're walking out with today, and you've got a decision that you have to make. And the Lord says to you, I've got a decision in front of you. Choose life or death. Make a decision. Make a decision and choose life. You do not know what's in store for tomorrow. We see healthy athletes have aneurysms and fall dead right where they are. It happens more often than you would think. Make a choice today. Make a choice today. But uh, Ruth Ann played games all day yesterday. We were there. We didn't leave until 5 o'clock that afternoon or 4 o'clock, 5, I don't know what time it was. It was all day, 14 hours. <laughs> I do know it was 14 hours. But Anyway, she had a dead two hours, no games, so I decided I'd just go run. It was at Baylor, beautiful campus, just ran around that campus and started running, found their track and kept on running. And by the time I was almost done, I was dying. I was hurting. I was wanting to quit. And I knew this message was on my heart about my declaring my faith, and I just thought, you know what, let's just do it. I don't have anything else to do. I'm just going to do that. I'm going to start declaring my faith. And sure enough, I just started shouting and talking, God, you are my God. I love you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to make my decisions. I make lots of mistakes, but Lord, I love you. You're in my heart. You are for me, not against me. And all of a sudden, here it all comes out of my heart, and I forget I'm hurting. Don't even remember I'm hurting. Next thing you know, I'm done. And that's, I believe that's how the Lord works, is that even though you may be facing hell, you may be facing a storm, get in the presence of the Lord. You will completely forget that storm is going on. Not only that, but the storm will pass, and you'll still be standing. Now, this is a very natural thing for me as I was running, but it was one of those things that, okay, I'm just going to engage you, God. I wasn't engaging him so that he would help me overcome my running. I just thought, you know what? My mind is trying to talk me out of this. I'm going to start thinking that I'm going to make it. And by doing that, I'm just going to start confessing out of my mouth. Men, this would help you so much. 
confess out of your mouth that you serve the Lord and how you're going to respond to the situation you're about to go in. And I'm going to respond to this situation in a godly way. I may not know the exact scripture, but Holy Spirit, you are with me and help me. I'm going to be listening for you. I'm going to be calling on you. I may not do it audibly. I may do it in my mind, but I've got to have you in this situation I'm about to go into. Me and my wife are about to face a huge argument. Holy Spirit, help me. Help me to love her and to comfort her and to bring peace to this situation. Now, Lord, help give me the strength to do the right thing. Now, let's go. Let's go face this thing. That is openly declaring my faith. Openly following Christ and applying the principles of Christ to the situation that I'm facing. Believing in my heart, do you declare that God is Lord of your life? Do you declare it? A declaration, is it being spoken out of your mouth? You've got to speak it. A confession has to be spoken. Lord, you are God of my life. Without you, I fail. With you, I win. I will overcome by the blood of the Lamb. I will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of my testimony. I will overcome. You will overcome with Christ. Christ is enough. Sound like an old school preacher. It's almost kind of hellfire and damnation. You know what? That is what we're facing. Well, all right. Is that what you want? <laughs> this is how we know we live in Him and He in us. Anybody want to know that? I find that pretty important. He's given us His Spirit, and we have seen and testified that the Father has sent His Son to be Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. This is saying exactly what we just read from 10, uh, Romans 10, 9. You see it by your actions. Your belief is proven through your actions. And we also testify. It is a confession. It is coming out of your mouth. Do your actions prove that you are a Christ follower? If they're not, that's good information to know. Change it. You, ha you haven't failed. You're not done. You're not spent. You're not useless. You have to make a change. Who's willing to make a change? I will make a change. My actions this week and my mouth this week will be evidence that Christ is in me. I declare that I will follow Christ and it will show through my actions and through my mouth. I am a follower of Christ. And it's going to show. That is me making a declaration. I encourage you, make a declaration. Make a move and move. Y'all stand up with me. Let's pray. You may be here this morning and you may say, Pastor, I've never made the first decision toward Christ. Praise God, the Lord is calling you today. He has got your number on speed dial. Anybody use speed dial anymore? He is in your contacts and he is on, he's on the favorites list. You're at the top of his list. 
you know, I know the Lord and I know that you are at the top of his list. He can't wait to talk to you. He's been thinking about it before he created you. Would you talk to him? And you know, it's just as simple as you would talk to me or as you would talk to your closest friend. And just tell him, I can't do this on my own anymore and I need help. I open the door to my heart and I just ask you to come in. As easy as that may sound, all the Lord needs from you is a move. He will not force himself on you. But if you ask him, he'll come. Just by saying, Lord God, come into my heart. I've made mistakes and I ask you to forgive me. You are Lord of my life and I choose this day to follow Christ. Would you make that first decision? Right where you sit. Maybe you've been Maybe you've made that decision years ago, but you've just kind of stopped following. Start today. Have a fresh start today. I don't want to be the one that it says that my mouth says one thing, but my heart is far from you. We don't know how many days we have left, but Lord, I want, I want it to be clear that I follow you. Would you make a rededication? to follow the Lord. Christ is enough. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me. No turning back. We easily sing the song. But would you follow Christ? Church on the hill, we are a church that follows Christ. Just right where you sit, just make a declaration to the Lord, just you and Him. And follow it. You know, He's made a declaration to you. He's made promise after promise to you. And He is wanting to fulfill those. You may be here and you may need prayer for any reason, for healing, for breakthrough, for jobs, for addiction, for marriage. Whatever it is, the Lord wants to answer your prayer. He wants to prove himself to you. He wants to prove himself to you. Would you ask him? Those that are praying, y'all come on down. We're just going to open this altar as we sing. Holy Spirit, we just give you the, the right to come into our hearts, to move in this church, and Lord, to change our lives. Come, Holy Spirit. Amen.